because okay. I see a direct correlation between how many emails we send to how many sales we make. Hey, podcast listener, you're about to discover insider tips, tricks, and secrets to making more sales and converting more prospects into customers with email marketing. For more information about the Email Marketing Podcast or the Autoresponder Guy, go to dropdeadcopy.com slash podcast. Hey, everybody. We're back for another edition of the podcast. And today we got a very special guest. He's actually been on two previous times. I think episode number four and episode number 47. He's a fan favorite of our audience. And I'm sure you're going to like what he has to say today because we're bringing it back full circle. He was last on the show like <laughs> quite a few years ago, as it turns out. And James Shramko is back. James, welcome to the show. Hey, it's really good to be back here. I was just catching up with um, John on my own podcast and it would be, uh, we thought it'd be fun to sort of bridge our little five-year gap what, what's been happening since um, the last time I was here or the time before that. Certainly a lot. Yeah, and I think this is really going to be exciting today because we're going to talk about dun, 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 email marketing, which is the, what this podcast is really about. And you're going to share with us some very interesting things you're doing with your own business. We're going to bring it right down to the, the technical side. We're going to bring it down to the, you know, what the actual emails may contain, if you will divulge. And we're going to just get right into this right away. If people want to learn more about James, of course, we're going to provide that uh, towards the end of the show. But if you go back and listen to the two previous episodes, you're going to hear more of his life story and uh, what he offers through his super fast business business. So James, let's talk some email. Where, where do you want to start? Cause you're, this is about you and you're going to share with our audience. So what do you want to start? With? Yeah. So I guess um, maybe for some context, just to, just to make sure that we know what I'm using the emails for. <clears throat> um, firstly, email is still my power engine for the business. It's, it's a very strong core component of what I'm doing. Uh, in terms of the business, uh, since I was last here, I sold my SEO business and I sold my website development business and I ramped up my coaching in the two prongs that I have there with Superfast Business and Silver Circle. I took up surfing and I work a lot less than I used to work. And I also published a book called Work Less, Make More, available on Amazon. So now I've got this sort of author slash coaching model, which is a much lighter on team. And I'm still using the core components of running Entreport for my email system. For my memberships, we've integrated some little tools like Intercom and Bonjoro. So these are little combos of, of ways that we can mix up our emails because you're able to send emails from Intercom. And that's very, very handy because of how segmented it is. So I thought it might be interesting to talk about how we're um, integrating the emails that we send, what sort of emails we send and what sort of things are in the emails when they do get sent. And I don't know if it's important or not, but we could talk about list size or open rates or those things. Some of the numbers in my business would probably be surprising to most people um, because they're quite different to your average online marketer who's been around for a decade as I have. Yeah, that sounds very interesting. I mean, I think people... Uh 
of course we have a wide spectrum of people in this in our audience you know and i think that would be interesting for you to share that kind of information because i get asked that question a lot i get asked sort of like what can i expect from things like open rates and stuff like that now you've already said that yours are markedly different so maybe this will be good because you'll be able to contrast sort of the normal stuff with uh, what you're up to so yeah just just jump right in let's talk about what people should be doing you know like what what you've learned uh, from the last time we talked to you till now as your as your email marketing changed dramatically yeah so the core is um, actually surprisingly similar our list size has maintained a very similar size and uh, it just slowly grows but mm-hmm. we've been so focused on list health and I'm checking to make sure that uh, we've only got clean emails because I think having a strong delivery rate is important. So we've done some of the basic things like people who don't respond to emails after the three months, we'll put them in a cleaning up cycle where we either get re-engagement or they get pruned off the list. Mm -hmm. We also set up the SPF records to make sure that our emails are trusted. I'm using my own domain name um, within the Entreport system to help get my own reputation within the tool because I think they score people differently. Okay. And uh, making sure that people opting in for uh, uh, certain things and getting what they've opted in for. Not doing the old bait and switch trick that some people do where you <laughs> opt in for something, but then you get hammered for other things. And it's, they especially do it with transactional emails, like when you buy a software and, and then they start selling you their next launch or whatever, which right. I find particularly offensive. <laughs> so um, keeping the promise, making sure that that you uh, have a permission-based marketing. We've seen a big uh, stir in the market around GDPR. So the companies who were doing that are probably going to be a little bit more vulnerable now. But we've been very focused on list health and deliverability. Um, we still have uh, a vast amount of segmentation. One of the big changes um, is I did a lot of work with Ryan Levesque. I was coaching him for a number of years through his massive growth phase from a million dollars to $10 million a year. And through that exposure, I got to see the power of segmentation with the ask method. I sat in on the masterclasses and I saw behind the scenes how effective it was. So I've gone and segmented my front end funnel by challenge that customers are having. And then I further segmented it by income level. Hmm. So I'm now able to have a super relevant conversation with people. In fact, they don't see offers that aren't for them and they get sent uh, to or suggested to the, the offers that are perfect for them, for where they're at with the challenge they have and the income level they're at. So that, that may be worth. Yeah, that's super. So you're super targeted people you're putting very in targeted that's that's so i want want to be super relevant everything that i send is like exactly what they need at the right time um, for them you can say that's sort of the old uh, copywriting mantra of like entering the conversation that they're already having in their mind and if you're funneling people at the front end you know you have that you have a multitude of different strata people at different places in their businesses and uh that segmentation that you're using them, I'm not surprised it works really well because you're getting the right messages in front of the right people at the right time. Yeah, well, I first saw this online with um, Dr. Livingston, which is where Ryan learned it from. And it reminded me of what we used to do in the car dealership at Mercedes-Benz. We would use an acronym called SPACED and we had to sort our customer into one of the, the categories to find out what they're interested in. They might be interested in safety, performance, appearance, comfort, 
economy, durability. And whichever one of those they were interested in, then when we were presenting the vehicle or test driving it, we would focus on that element. Because someone who's interested in performance is interested in very different features and advantages of the car compared to someone who wants it to last a long time. Right. So it, it just makes sense to segment. So that one of the, the things that I would suggest a listener would do is to think about who's coming to their website and to see if they can sort them into different segments based on the types of people they're seeing, if they're getting more than one or two. Generally, um, from what I've seen, you can have between three to five different types of people coming to your site. Now, I'm specifically talking about the homepage here, but people do come in on, you know, especially in my case, and I talked about this in the, in the first podcast that we did, and that was um, they're getting content upgrades from various blog posts that I've done, which are usually tied in with a podcast. So I already know their topic. So I can take care of the first segmentation right. with that. We can apply a label to the, that opt-in based on where they've opted into the machine. Right. Um, some of the other easy wins, uh, which uh, are worth doing, I would definitely have Vicard abandonment set up because that's probably worth 20 to 30% more sales if you're not doing it following up people who go to the checkout and don't purchase because they've shown an intent. And of course you should do remarketing to those people as well because they're, they're a hot person. You can also trigger off email sequences uh, and remarketing to people who watch a, a certain percentage of your videos. If you're doing a video show, right? say they've watched 70 or 80% of a video, then you can fire off a particular email that moves them along to the next stage or, or tries a different approach to the same offer that you had before. The big heavy lifting in my business is our waiting list. When people come to super fast business, they get sifted and sorted into their challenge and then income level. And if they're at the, the bottom of the cutoff threshold, they won't see the waiting list. They'll be sent to free training a video course and recommended to buy my book. Okay. If they're in the, the sweet spot for where I can do the best work with them, uh, which is good for them and for me, then they get shown a waiting list, which is now by segment. And importantly, it's got uh, case studies of people who had the same challenge who were able to achieve success. And then they go into a deadline funnel waiting list, which rolls out after a couple of weeks, it rolls out over a sequence of emails, moving people into my membership. And this has worked particularly well for me because it's helping people get educated on the way in as to what to expect and what it actually is. And it's special when it opens. And right. it also, for me, it actually lets me control how I can onboard people and allocate enough resource. And this, this solves the problem of the typical launch that people have where they're spiking this massive influx of customers and like they're just falling out of their pants. It's like they can't serve them all at once. <laughs> right. It blows up their help desk. Their, their customers are asking for more resources than the company can provide. Now I have this nice measured dose coming through in a consistent way. And the, the first email that we send to say that we're open is the one where we make the most sales in my entire business. And okay. That's why I think that's very important. And because they've got the relevant segmentation, they're now expecting it and it outlines the major offer. Right. And I've got a pretty strong offer or hook or proposition, whatever you want to call it, in right. that email that converts buyers. And and that's the heavy lifting. So my main goal as a 
as a marketer for my own business is to get people to come to my site and join the waiting list. Because if they can do that, then a good percentage of them will end up with a good solution for them that also works for me. Yeah, that's great. Uh, the concept of the waiting list, I think, is very powerful. I actually heard, uh, it's funny you mentioned uh, Ryan uh, earlier there because I, I first heard about sort of that when he was still doing copywriting, he would talk about having a waiting list and how that sort of changed his copywriting business. And so that's funny. That's, uh, that's really interesting the way you're doing that. Now, does it have, you know, for people that may be uh, going to listen to this and they haven't listened to the other ones, was that uh, waiting list idea something you implemented really early on? Yeah, I've been doing the waiting list on and off for about nine years. So my um, one of my memberships has been going for about nine years and the other one for about eight years. And the Silver Circle, which has been going for about eight years, has always been by application only. So that's the, that's the third group. If someone comes to my site and they're already making $500,000 a year, right. they'll go straight to an opt-in to tell me about their business and then they, they end up on a discussion with me to see if they're a good fit they get a bullet point outline of what the program is if they're interested in that they'll opt in and the opt-in will ask them to tell me about their business and which i'll personally reply and then invite to a call so it's an application only process and that has been consistently full in fact it was off the market for about three years it was closed and i was only just taking referrals and um, i opened it up maybe last year and it's just got, uh, and, and I've increased the minimum threshold, of course. It used to be $200,000. It's now 500000 The average member in there is making $2.6 million a year. So it's a pretty special group. And uh, it, you know, not everyone's going to fit that criteria. So that's why I, I've got the other group. <laughs> I guess I'm, I'm covering, I'm basically covering from $10,000 a year up um, right. to 500,000. And then the next bracket is uh, most suited to the higher group where they're going to get big results. Right. So that uh, high group, uh, that's your high end offer and you got a middle offer and the low one you talked about earlier is just kind of pushing them towards a free, uh, free training. Well, I think push is a, a pretty harsh word. I'd, right. I'd say I, um, I would suggest. recommend to them, <laughs> yeah, suggest that they take the free training because that will help them get in a position to qualify for the next bracket. If, if someone were to go to Amazon and buy my book and actually do some of the exercises, they will already be able to get to $10,000 a year fairly quickly if they've got anything in play it's going to show them what they're doing wrong and give them some frameworks to start getting things right and then then they're a better person that i could work with i just don't do startups because mm -hmm. i find that brutally frustrating and pedestrian now right. It's incredibly difficult to go from naught to your first thousand dollars online. If you can, if you can get to ten grand a year, then you've already crossed some pretty difficult terrain to get to that point mentally and uh, logistically. You're now ready for the next phase. It would be like the minimum fitness criteria to be a policeman or whatever. You know, right. unless you meet that, the next part just not going to work. <laughs> now. How long has this book been out for? When did you write the book? Uh, it took a while to, to write. I've been working on the material for a good couple of decades, I think. <laughs> <laughs> my I, I needed to sell my businesses to feel fully qualified to release a book. It came out in December 2017. Okay. It's been a bestseller in, uh, in the business category, which I'm 
feeling fortunate about. Sure. And knowing how it takes me a while, it took me about 18 months from first commitment to to publishing. I've started work on my second book now, which will be how to make $100,000 per month consistently. And it's lots of the lessons that I've learned with the seven figure marketers that I coach because I'm involved with lots of bright stars and, and they have some interesting patterns and the process that I use to help them will also be useful for other people. Awesome. I can't do it at scale. Um, in that program just because it's a finite capacity. How did, I mean, it's been out just a relatively short period of time, I guess, but it's like you said, it's been a bestseller. So has it markedly, have you seen a market change in your business just on that short, just since you became an author, so to speak? Yes. Uh, it's immediately attracted extremely successful business owners. And that's why, uh, for example, Silver Circle, I've had to bump up the minimum threshold because the people that I'm attracting want high level people. I enjoy working with them the absolute most. And it definitely has been a, a useful conversion tool to lead people to that. And it gives me something to talk about on podcasts and even for my own audience, it's most definitely caused a surge in super fast business. I can see people coming into the email system and then popping out as members and then I'm serving them. So I'd say the main difference between now and before I had the book is my entire portfolio has, has, in, has been enriched. It's like we've gone from milk to cream. I've got yes. really good customers and I think a person who buys a book and reads it and gets excited to come on board, they have a lot of They've been on the on-ramp. They're already up to speed. They've got a good notion of my philosophies and core concepts, and they're easier for me to work with. It's like they've had the training wheels on before they get here, and I just have to unbolt the training wheels instead of teaching them how to ride a bike. That's awesome. That's awesome. I was curious about that. Now, that was put out by a publisher, or did you self-publish, or how did that go? This one's self-published, but I had an enormous amount of help from a lady called Kelly Exeter who... Um, <laughs> she took all my courses and my previous attempt at a book and audios. She asked me for zillions of interview questions I recorded for her. And then she came up with um, a lot of things from the, the, the format of it to, to writing out good chunks of it. And then she sent it to me to sort of fine tune and render and, and, you know, basically we collaborated pretty heavily on it, but with, with, um, her contacts, she was able to get it all proofed properly. And, um, Greg Merrilies did the, the end design and, uh, a customer of mine, Matt Lyons did the picture. So I basically pulled together my network and we were able to publish it for the second book. I'm doing a hybrid version, which will be through a, a small publisher who, I bring the manuscript and they will, with a, a long enough lead time, they'll pitch it to the distributors for the hard cover. So I'm mostly using them for distribution, things like airport shops and major bookstores. And they still leave me with the Kindle and the Audible rights. So nice. um, I'll take a percentage on the hard cover. So I think that's going to be a good solution for my next book. And I think that the first book will actually still sell well off the second book because it's kind of the primer or the starter that people would want to have if they're going to tackle the second book. Awesome. 
Awesome. That sounds great. Well, let's cut back to the email uh, stuff. You know, what sort of, uh, you sort of mentioned pits and pieces here of like, how long are you running some of these? Like when a person first gets into your uh, funnel, so to speak, you know, what sort of things are they encountering? Are they getting like a seven day autoresponder thing? Are they, uh, once they've been, you said you start the uh, segmentation right off the bat, uh, one of what, five different uh, things. So you have five of these different things set up. Uh, there's four different labels, so mm-hmm. um, that's going to dictate um, how relevant the email is for them. Uh, but I will say most of my emails is still broadcast-based. Mm-hmm. So one of the metrics that I look at is how many emails we send a month because okay. I see a direct correlation between how many emails we send to how many sales we make the month after. And okay. this is because each each time I send an email, there's some call to action. I do a lot of heavy lifting in my PS. The PS is the absolutely golden place to put a call to action. And uh, you can also go beyond that with uh, my friend Dean Jackson calls a super signature. Right? Right. He's kind of the unsegmented guy. He'd be an interesting guy to chat with, but he just has one list and he puts all his offers in the signature. <laughs> Yeah, I know. I know. I'm, I'm aware of what of Dean. Yeah, it's really interesting the way he does it. You're right. So you can actually combine them. I do find the PS and the super signature to be particularly powerful. It's great when you have a campaign, like if you have a live event coming up or a book coming out. It's good to just put that across the board, like like a template, and it it works. So that does work really well. But for the most part, my broadcasts are triggered by podcasts, and I usually put out podcasts each week, sometimes two, sometimes none. And when we do a podcast, it gives us an opportunity to send broadcast about the podcast. And there's always a call to action to join Superfast Business Membership, which takes people to the homepage where they get segmented and join the waiting list. Now, if someone does that, when it's time for the opening sequence, they get held off the broadcasts. So we have a apply a label just before we start sending out the open mm-hmm. to hold them from our broadcasts. And then when we've finished the sequence, we take the label back off and then we get back to the regular scheduled broadcasts. I don't have a 57 automated email um, autoresponder for all customers. Right. I only have triggered sequences that are relevant to their challenge and what they're trying to achieve at the time. So another example of a triggered sequence will be my you bought X, you need Y type sequence. Mm -hmm. That's when someone buys a ticket to my live event, then they will, um, my system entreport will go and check to see if they're a member of my community. And if they're not, then they'll be added to a sequence, which sends them an offer. Uh, It's a video from me on a page inviting them to join the membership. And I'll make a trial offer with a reduced rate recurring if they stay after the trial period. And I get really good conversions from that. So it's worth running a live event because about half the people who buy a ticket won't be members. And by the end of the event, at least 65% of those people will be members because of the sequence and meeting with the other members face-to-face. That's uh, excellent advice. I mean, you've just given us a ton of value here today, man. I mean, you're just, uh, you know, pulling back the wizard's curtain, as they say, and uh, showing us exactly what you're doing. And I think that's it's so valuable. Some of the things you've shown, uh, shared here today, some of the things I'm going to use 
immediately. I can think of myself. Uh, so people want to do the email marketing. Huh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's very interesting. Yeah. I think it's just, uh, you know, it's, it's interesting. I mean, you, there's different models, of course, people are operating on and so forth. And uh, I just like uh, hearing the way people are doing things differently. And, and you definitely seem to be, in many ways, I would say, have removed yourself from sort of the typical uh, type stuff. So, yeah, I think it's just, it's exciting when you're hearing uh, people, uh, you, you know, really implementing some of the things that we all should be using and, and getting great results from that. And uh, you're, you're a great example to, uh, to all our listeners and myself included. Cool. So people want to get involved with you, uh, James, how, or when, where should they go and how should they get involved? Oh, I mean, they could take the survey, yeah. <laughs> superfastbusiness.com. They'll, they'll end up in the right section. Um, they'll definitely get emails if that, if that's something of interest. Mm-hmm. Um, I would also, I would suggest the book. I mean, wouldn't underestimate how much information is in that book um, or where it got to. And for such a low price, it's a good one to put on the, the library. I've reread the book last week, actually, to record the Audible. Okay. And I'm proud of the book. It's a good book. And I'm not saying that as a biased author because I've read so many books. I've literally read thousands of books. And I, and I would put my book in with some of the, the good books that I've read. It mightn't be the world's greatest book, but it's definitely not crap. Right. There's a tweetable. <laughs> <laughs> Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. I think I'm going to go out and get your book uh, as well. It sounds interesting and I haven't read it and I've, I'm a voracious reader, so I'm definitely going to pick that up myself. Well, apparently it takes two hours to read unless you're trying to record an audible. It's some, <laughs> for some reason, it takes six and a half hours. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome, man. Well, I really want to thank you for coming back a, a third time and then continuing to deliver such over the top, great value to our, our audience. I mean, uh, I know John and, and myself uh, now uh, count you among uh, the really special people out there that are, are doing it the right way. Well, thank you so much for the opportunity. It's, it'd be interesting to see where we get to in another five years. Yeah, absolutely. We'll definitely have you back. Um, for everybody else, that's a wrap on another edition of the podcast. Hopefully we'll be back again with someone uh, delivering as much value as James uh, did yet again here today. Until then. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening. If you want to become a well-paid freelance copywriter so you can live life on your terms, check out my webinar on how I get paid up to $10,000 to write simple, fun emails. And I'll even show you how I got started with no experience, no connections, and no formal writing training. To get the training, go to www.themcmethod.com slash webinar. That's www.themcmethod.com slash webinar.